0: Today is August the 31st. Today we see David's kingdom established. Reading through the Bible in a year today, I'd like you to read First Chronicles chapter 17 to 19. Now all of the material that we find in 17 through 19 is actually found in Second Samuel. The only thing worth noting is that Second Samuel includes a, a passage about David wanting to show kindness to Saul's family and so he finds mephibosheth brings mephibosheth to his table and mephibosheth spends the rest of his life eating at the king's table well uh, chronicles uh, doesn't mention that it doesn't fit with the purpose of chronicles which is to establish king david's line enjoy today as you read first chronicles 17 to 19
1: 1 Chronicles 17-19 through New Living Translation 1 Chronicles 17 When David was settled in his palace, he summoned Nathan the prophet. Look, David said, I am living in a beautiful cedar palace, but the ark of the Lord's covenant is out there under a tent. Nathan replied to David, Do whatever you have in your mind, for God is with you. But that same night God said to Nathan, Go and tell my servant David, This is what the Lord has declared. You are not the one to build a house for me to live in. I have never lived in a house. From the day I brought the Israelites out of Egypt until this very day, my home has always been a tent, moving from one place to another in a tabernacle. Yet no matter where I have gone with the Israelites, I have never once complained to Israel's leaders, the shepherds of my people. I have never asked them, Why haven't you built me a beautiful cedar house? Now go and say to my servant David, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies has declared. I took you from tending sheep in the pasture, and selected you to be the leader of my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have destroyed all your enemies before your eyes. Now I will make your name as famous as anyone who has ever lived on the earth. And I will provide a homeland for my people Israel, planting them in a secure place where they will never be disturbed. Evil nations won't oppress them as they have done in the past, starting from the time I appointed judges to rule my people Israel, and I will defeat all your enemies. Furthermore, I declare the Lord will build a house for you a dynasty of kings. For when you die and join your ancestors, I will rise up, one of your descendants, one of your sons, and make his kingdom strong. He is the one who will build a house, a temple for me. And I will secure his throne forever. I will be his father and he will be my son. I will never take my favor from him as I took it from the one who ruled before you. I will confirm him as king over my house and my kingdom for all time. And his throne will be secure forever. So Nathan went back to David and told him everything the Lord had said in his vision. Then King David went and sat before the Lord and prayed, Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my family that you have brought me this far? And now, O God, in addition to everything else, you speak of giving your servant a lasting dynasty. You speak as though I were someone very great, O Lord God. What more can I say to you about the way you have honored me? you know what your servant is really like for the sake of your servant o lord and according to your will you have done all these great things and have made them known o lord there is no one like you we have never even heard of another god like you what other nation on earth is like your people israel what other nation o god have you redeemed from slavery to be your own people you made a great name for yourself When you redeemed your people from Israel, you performed awesome miracles and drove out the nations that stood in their way. You chose Israel to be your very own people forever, and you, O Lord, became their God. And now, O Lord, I am your servant. Do as you have promised concerning me and my family. May it be a promise that will last forever, and may your name be established and honored forever, so that everyone will say, The Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, is Israel's God. And may the house of your servant David continue before you forever. O my God, I have been bold enough to pray to you because you have revealed to your servant that you will build a house for him, a dynasty of kings. For you are God, O Lord, and you have promised these good things to your servant. And now it has pleased you to bless the house of your servant, so that it will continue forever before you. For when you grant blessings, O Lord, it is an eternal blessing. First Chronicles 18 After this, David defeated and subdued the Philistines by conquering Gath and its surrounding towns. Also, David conquered the land of Moab, and the Moabites who were spared became David's subjects and paid him tribute money. David also destroyed the forces of Hadiezer, king of Zobah. As far as Hamath, when Hadiezer marched out to strengthen his control along the Euphrates River, David captured a 1,000 chariots, 7,000 charioteers, and 20,000 foot soldiers. He crippled all the chariot horses except enough for a 100 chariots. When the Aramaeans from Damascus arrived to help King Hadiezer, David killed 22,000 of them. Then he placed several army garrisons in Damascus. The Aramean capital and the Arameans became David's subjects and paid him tribute money, so the Lord made David victorious wherever he went. David brought the gold shields of Hadadezer's officers to Jerusalem, along with a large amount of bronze from Hadadezer's town, Teba and Kun. Later, Solomon melted the bronze and molded it into the great bronze basin called the sea, the pillars and the various bronze articles used at the temple. When King Toy of Hamath heard that David had destroyed the entire army of King Haddenzer of Zoba, he sent his son Joram to congratulate King David for his successful campaign. Hadadezer and Toy had been enemies and were often at war. Joram presented David with many gifts of gold, silver, and bronze. King David dedicated all these gifts to the Lord along with the silver and gold he had taken from the other nations from Edom, Moab, Ammon, Philistia, and Amalek. Abishai son of Zeruiah destroyed 18,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. He placed an army garrison in Edom, and all the Edomites became David's servants. In fact, the Lord made David victorious wherever he went. So David reigned over all Israel and did what was just and right for all his people. Joab son of Zeruiah, the commander of the army, Jehoshaphat son of Adullah, was the royal historian, Zadok son of Ahitub, and Ahimelech son of Abithiar were the priests, Sirah was the court secretary, Benaiah son of Jehoiada was captain of the king's bodyguard and David's son served as the king's chief assistant. 1st Chronicles 19. Sometime after this king Nahash of the Ammonites died and his son Hanan became king. David said, "I am going to show loyalty to Hanan because his father Nahash was always loyal to me." So, David sent messengers to express sympathy to Hanan about his father's death. But when David's ambassadors arrived in the land of Ammon, the Ammonite commanders said to Hanan, Do you really think these men are coming here to honor your father? No, David has sent them to spy out the land so they can come and conquer it. So Hanan seized David's ambassadors and shaved them, cut off their robes at the buttocks and sent them back to David in shame. When David heard what had happened to the men, he sent messengers to tell them, stay at Jericho until your beards grow out, and then come back, for they felt deep shame because of their appearance. When the people of Ammon realized how seriously they had angered David... Hanan and the Ammonites sent seven thousand pounds of silver to hire chariots and charioteers from Aram Neraim, Aram Meekah, and Zoba. They also hired thirty two thousand chariots and secured the support of the king of Mecca and his army. These forces camped at Medaba, where they were joined by the Ammonite troops that Hanan had recruited from his own town. When David heard about this, he sent Joab and all his warriors to fight them. The Ammonite troops came out and drew up their battle lines at the entrance of the city, while the other kings positioned themselves to fight in the open fields. When Joab saw that he would have to fight on both the front and the rear, he chose some of Israel's elite troops and placed them under his personal command to fight the Arameans in the fields. He left the rest of the army under the command of his brother Abishai who was to attack the Ammonites. If the Aramaeans are too strong for me, then come over and help me, Joab told his brother. And if the Ammonites are too strong for you, I will help you. Be courageous. Let us fight bravely for the people and the city of our God. May the Lord's will be done. So Joab and his troops attacked the Aramaeans. The Aramaeans began to run away. And when the Ammonites saw the Aramaeans running, they also ran from Abishai and retreated into the city. Then Joab returned to Jerusalem. The Arameans now realized that they were no match for Israel, so they sent messengers and summoned additional Aramean troops from the other side of the Euphrates River. These troops were under the command of Shobach, the commander of Hadiezer's forces. When David heard what was happening, he mobilized all Israel, crossed the Jordan River, and positioned his troops in battle formation. And they fought against him. But again the Arameans fled from the Israelites. This time, David's forces killed 7,000 charioteers, 40,000 foot soldiers, including Shobak, the commander of their army. When Hadiezer's allies saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they surrendered to David and became his subjects. After that, the Aramaeans were no longer willing to help the Ammonites.
0: Scripture reading by Amalia Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll look at the rose-colored glasses of the compilers of the Chronicles.